and welcome to the very first inaugural episode of Haven't Met Him Yet. It's a parasocial podcast hosted by me. Hello, my name's Sarah. I've never recorded a podcast before. And we'll get into more about that and more about who the heck I am a little later. But I kind of feel like we should jump right in to what I'm here to talk to you about for the next who knows how long. Some predetermined amount of time that I haven't yet predetermined. It'll be a post-determined amount of time, but a limited period. Anyway, if you're listening to this, you know, whether you're currently in the throes of a one-sided relationship with someone, if you're still nostalgic over one from your past, or you're just curious about them, I'm glad you're here. So I think we should just get into it. Fandom, fangirl, parasocial relationship. It's gone by many names over the years, but it all comes down to this one concept, which is a one-sided infatuation, or dare I say, and I will, obsession with someone you don't know. Nowadays, in the age of good old social media, you don't have to look super hard to find evidence of these parasocial relationships. From A-list celebrities to micro-influencers, you've officially quote-unquote made it when there's at least a handful of dedicated fan Twitter or Instagram accounts in your honor. People just completely dedicating themselves to posting pictures and videos and GIFs and dedicated captions to you, a person that they don't know. But even before Instagram existed, the internet itself made it easier than ever before to obsess over your chosen pop culture icon. My personal Tumblr feed was all Doctor Who gifts and supernatural fan fiction. Even though I've never seen either one of those shows, the passion was just so palpable that it kind of seeped into my algorithm somehow. <laughs> and you know what? I respected that. I respected the hustle of these fans who are just pushing it out day after day. But parasocial relationships, believe it or not, this is not just an internet thing. It isn't a result of teenagers in like the 21st century being bored with a computer. They existed way before that. Not the teenagers, but the, you know, the parasocial relationships. The term parasocial relationship dates back to 1956 when the psychologists named Donald Horton and Richard Wuerl studied the relationship between television personalities and their viewers. That's also the same year that Elvis released Heartbreak Hotel, the first single of his career to sell over a million copies. Coincidence? That's just a separate thought that I'm having. Like, I feel like it's safe to say that Elvis Presley had his own, like, fandom surrounding him. Moving on. About a decade after that, one of the most well-known instances of parasocial relationships would come into play. One that can be described, and often is, by just one word. Beatlemania. Then there's Michael Jackson, Justin Bieber, One Direction, Taylor Swift. I don't know why it's way easier for at least me to conjure up examples of male celebrities that have this kind of mass appeal and like hysteria surrounding them. Is being obsessed with someone or something considered a more feminine trait? I guess hysteria in general is. I don't know, but as Harry Styles once said, and I quote, teenage girl fans, they don't lie. If they like you, they're there. They don't act too cool. They like you and they tell you, which is sick. So yeah, this is a real 
thing that happens. And it's it's not as simple as having a favorite musician or a favorite actor and seeing their movies and appreciating their work. It goes deeper. It feels like a legitimate relationship that you've conjured up and imagined with this person. And there's actual psychological reasoning behind that. In a TEDx talk from 2015, Dr. Jennifer Barnes explained that in the course of human history, If you saw someone as often as Jennifer herself sees Taylor Swift or Olivia Pope, it was because you did actually know them in real life. Nowadays, we see these people in all types of media and develop a belief or a belief-like idea that we actually know them. It's like our brains can't tell the difference between reading their tweets, seeing Instagram stories of them cooking, watching YouTube interviews of them. We can't tell the difference between that and actually knowing them and being friends with them, if not more. We develop some degree of knowledge about that person and our imagination just fills in the gaps so that they're essentially perfect for us. <laughs> Again, whether that be as a friend or as a significant other. At this point, I know what you're thinking. That's extremely creepy. And it's not not extremely creepy, but I'd also like to say, I mean, clearly I'm here. I'm somewhat of an advocate of the parasocial relationship, at least the kind that, you know, enriches your life without taking over it completely and obviously doesn't hurt anybody else's life either. And that's because I've been there. I've been in the shoes of the fangirl. It's happened to me. Okay, and at risk of humiliation, I'd like to provide a glimpse or an audio glimpse, what do we call this, a snippet of uh, who I was at that time in my life many years ago now when I was just a completely obsessed, infatuated, unadulterated fangirl. So this is how close we are. There's Michael. And here's me. Michael? Me. Michael. I just found out that Michael Bublé got married this morning. <laughs> and he was supposed to get married on Saturday, but he got married in a civil ceremony today. <laughs> there are pictures of a married man everywhere in, in my room here. even invited to his wedding. I'm the number one fan. I shouldn't be invited, right? So yeah, that was me. There was a solid, I'd say, conservatively a decade of my life where where loving Michael Bublé was a main component of my personality. I truly mean it when I say that all of my friends, all of my acquaintances, anyone who knew who I was at all knew that I loved Michael Bublé. And they would tell me about all the ways in which they were connected to him. Because I grew up about uh, two hours away from where Michael Bublé grew up as well. We're from the same province in Canada. And so growing up, all of my classmates, even my own family members had met Michael Bublé or knew someone who had. But me, I still haven't met him yet. 
That's the name for this podcast, of course. But that's a story for another time. I have a lot of stories of near misses, of close calls. Those two things mean the same thing. But it's it's been heartbreaking and devastating. And over the years, I've just sort of grown a thicker skin. And I have moved on to some degree. Michael Buble is not someone who's in, in active rotation on my Spotify. I don't have any you know, usernames or email addresses or anything that reference my love for him, which I for sure used to. And suffice to say, I've sort of built a life that doesn't include Michael Buble in the same way that it once did. However, I still love him. I'll always love him. And I'll always, you know, seek out opportunities to meet him because my younger self deserves that, I'll say. I'll, I put in the work. I'm starting this podcast because, one, I have this history of obsession with Michael Buble. And I'd like to document some of it because I think it's kind of a funny story or there are many funny stories within it. And also I studied media and psychology in university and, and I have this desire to learn more about this idea of a one-sided relationship and the psychology behind actually believing that to be true. And not not to knock on that door again, but we live in this weird time wherein you can listen to a podcast, you can watch videos on YouTube, you can, you know, go on TikTok and explore hours and hours worth of someone's thoughts and actions and develop a whole story in your head about who they are and forget what they're leaving out intentionally or unintentionally and develop this relationship with them that you really do believe to be true. I think that's interesting. So over the next several weeks, I'm going to share what I've learned about parasocial relationships, the good the very bad, all that's in between there. And I'm also going to share some of these stories <laughs> about my own parasocial relationship and the things that I learned over that process. I'd like to say that it was mostly healthy and it also opened me up to all sorts of opportunities and connections on the internet and also in real life, all different types of music that I don't know if I'd have found and loved otherwise. The best is yet to come. I would also love to hear if you listening to this have a parasocial story time that you'd like to share with the pod. If you do, please send me a DM at Sarah Supergreat on Instagram. That's Sarah with an H, S-A-R-A-H, super like Superman and great gr and then the number eight you can also like and subscribe to this podcast it exists wherever podcasts are found that's what you're supposed to say right i think that's what you're supposed to say but you know that because you tuned into this from whatever let's just you know tie this up with a bow and say thank you for listening and i'll talk to you next time